All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and creator and founder of not only Just a Live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Our sponsor for today is a Phoenix Identity. They are bringing to you the Empowered Women Empowered Warrior Women's five-day challenge. It's a free challenge all about how you are giving away your power and how you can start taking it back now. They have that in the link in the description. You can also get their VIP, uh, which is some extra bonus time at the end of every day for the five-day challenge, where you can get the Warrior Women practice. And I'm not going to go into details what that is right now, but that is what you can get. Check it out. Link in the description. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you would like to see a topic featured, please reach out at justalivetv.com. Join our newsletter to see when we go live and what's upcoming as well. Like follow and share the show on your favorite social media platforms. So today we're going to be talking about embracing yourself, which one happens to be one of my all-time favorite topics. I love talking about self. So Let's get into that with my guest speaker, Kim Broker. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, I would. Thank you very much, Melissa. Um, I am a body positive photographer. I'm a self-proclaimed empowerment uh, photographer. Uh, I got into this a few years back. I've been a part-time fun photographer for many years doing weddings and family photos and uh, uh, product photography, real estate, all kinds. And I had a friend ask me to do boudoir photos of her. And uh, I said, oh, well, I don't think I would be comfortable doing that. That's just the connotation of boudoir in my head and in many people's heads is, uh, you know, that it's stripped down, gorgeous models. And, uh, you know, I was not surrounding myself with those type of people. I didn't have those people in my lives and I thought I wouldn't feel comfortable. But she persevered, and uh, so I finally tried it. And with my experience and uh, education and training, uh, I was able to take a body of a woman who uh, did not love herself, and with angles and shadows and just uh, editing, but very light editing, uh, created photos of her that she fell in love with. And you know, she cried and. The feeling I got in doing the photos was phenomenal, but her feedback to me is what made me realize that that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, is to make women feel good about themselves uh, through my photography. So that's what I've been doing. I absolutely love that. I'm the type of person where I can't stand photographs of myself. Um, <clears throat> so I don't like self photos. I don't like selfies. I don't like watching my videos or, or hearing myself speak, which is funny because I started a talk show. Um, yeah. so go figure, right? It's, it's totally weird. But for me, I love that because it comes down to self love, right? I don't always, I don't like the sound of my voice recorded. I don't like the way I look, um, on photographs or on video, but I love myself enough that that doesn't stop me from doing the things that I'm called to do, right? Or doing the things that would bring me joy and happiness. And photography is a huge one for that. And I love that you do that and that you are a place that women can go to find that confidence, to 
you know, embrace their sensuality because boudoir photos really are about sensuality versus sexuality, which is something that you and I talked about in the pre-screening. And it's very important to know the difference. So let's touch on that quickly because embracing yourself, part of that is embracing your passion and your sensuality. So for women and men, your sensuality is, is a rhythm. It's a rhythm. It's a vibe. It's, it's, it's a a feeling that you have internally where you project. It's something that you project out. You feel it internally, but you project it out, right? It's your magnetism. It's your charisma. It's your ability to connect to people in a different way. So sensuality is very much your, your connection, your, your, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Right. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I find you said uh, the fact that you don't love looking at yourself or hearing your voice did not stop you from pursuing your passion. And I find that unfortunately for many women, it does stop them. Um, They don't see themselves the way I can ultimately make them see themselves once I've done a photo session with them. And when they do, I've had women tell me it has literally changed their lives. Um, you know, they can be at home with their kids or, you know, gardening and dirty and their hair is messy and they're in sweats and, uh, they can pull out a photo of themselves, um, and say, I do look this good. Sometimes I, I feel so great about myself in this photo. So what I look like today is me, but that's also me. And it's not one or the other. It's not, uh, I've seen websites where they do before and after photos and, that doesn't speak to me because I'm trying, because to me that says, look at how awful she looked before I took her pictures. And that's not what I'm going for because we are many faces of ourselves. And what I do is just one face. And um, if it can make women feel good. And my experience over the last couple of years that I've been doing this is every single woman has felt good. They say they can't believe that's them. Um, you know, they didn't know they could look this good when really it is them. Uh, I do offer hair and makeup and I would say maybe 25% of people take me up on the offer to have it done because I encourage people to come to me as they are. And it's not, it, it's not the makeup and the hair that is the difference. It is just the posing and the lighting and uh, just what I see. I bring that out in them in their photos. You know what I would actually challenge. So for any of Kim's uh, followers or Kim's clients that are watching, I challenge you to answer this question. Is it the lighting? Is it the photos or is it Kim? Because I have a feeling that part of that is Kim. There is a unique ability that some of us have to make other people feel what we see, right? Feel how we see them. You know, you can look in a mirror and uh, it's one of the trainings that I do. Look in a mirror, take a selfie, see what you think about the person that you're looking at. But if you take a photo of somebody else and you're looking at that photo, that person will see their perspective of that photo, right? But if you show them that photo and you express your perception, because art is, is, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? So if you're looking at a photo and you've taken a beautiful photo of somebody, they might not see it or feel it. If you just send them all the photos and they're like, oh, you know, I really don't like it. And, you know, 
But then when you express how you feel about their photo, that changes their outlook, right? You're giving people the confidence to say, I look good and I, and it makes them feel good. Right. And that's something that not a lot of people get. Yes. You need to have it internally. You need to embrace your self-love, your self-confidence, you know, your self-esteem, all of that. Yeah. But when you have somebody else, even if it's awkward at first, because I know for me, right, receiving compliments, I'm like, oh, thanks. And I'm just like, Absolutely. no, right? Yeah. But at the same time, with what you do, and, and I know we're not making the whole episode about what you do, but I, I, it is very important in what we're talking about, because what you do is one, you're taking on very vulnerable women who don't feel confident, and you're giving them a space to be vulnerable, to be comfortable, right? You're taking them out of their comfort zone by yes. giving them comfort in something that would terrify them. And right. in that, you create something amazing. That's like uh, the painting that I have done. And one of these days, I should really take it down um, and actually show people. But yeah. maybe I should. Okay, give me a second. Yeah, ignore my Ignore my butt. <laughs> So I, uh, last year I had, why thank you, Angela. Angela says you always look great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so what happened was, uh, I met a woman, uh, a couple years ago in a group coaching program that we both were taking. I wasn't the host. She wasn't the host. We were taking it together. And she found, she found her passion in her art and I love what she did. And I wanted a piece commissioned. And during that time, I was finding my own passion, my own power, right? This was last year. I was like really feeling into it. And I said, okay, so she sent me a photo of something, a style that she wanted to do. And I said, oh, that's perfect for me. Right. And so it was all about embodying yourself, right. And embracing yourself, embracing your passion now, my greatest power is passion. I'm a very passionate person. I'm passionate about many things. And that shows when I talk to people. So not only that, my love language is passion. My, <laughs> my gift is passion. All of it comes down to passion. So she felt my energy. And I sent her, I'm not going to lie, I sent her, you know, a partially naked photo. <laughs> and I said, please create something amazing. Perfect. And so she did. And when I got it, I was in tears because it, it completely and utterly represented my passion, my, my abilities and my gifts. And it was just, it was to die for. And so I, I haven't actually taken it down to show people. I do point it out, but I've never actually taken it down and shown. I can't wait to see it. Is the piece of artwork that she Ooh. created for me. Glasses and everything. Um, and it's stunning, right? So this, totally. and I had purple hair at the time, <laughs> and was, right? And so wow. she did this for me and it embodied everything that I was hoping it would and more there. And it was amazing. So if anybody is wondering, her name is Kayla Arvon. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering who did that, she's in Texas. So go and check her out. Um, She's a fantastic artist she Beautiful. is she's amazing I was thinking of actually getting another one done for my husband so yes <laughs> but but it was the ability of her to you know 
take my energy, my passion and create something that I didn't see for myself. And that's why I say, you know, a lot of your clients may feel like that's you, right? It's you do when you find something that you're good at. So I have six businesses, every one of them, I put my passion into, right? And they succeed because people feel that, right? I'm providing them with, with something that they don't already have themselves. Well, they do <laughs> in everyone. They do. They just right, don't right. realize it. Right. And realize. so uh, <laughs> we do have a question. So uh, could some of people not wanting pictures taken of themselves, could it stem from our grandparents not wanting pictures taken of themselves? Absolutely. When you have and, and this goes not even just pictures, uh, but when you're not embracing yourself, which is our topic today, sorry, I'm monopolizing the first few minutes. When, when you take, when, when you have these doubts and these uh, self-esteem, self-love, when you have these questions uh, and you're doubting yourself, you're not confident, it, it, there is something in there and it stems from somewhere. That's a you know, uh, limiting belief, uh, something somebody said to you at one point, uh, I did an episode for a podcast today and I talked about my weight loss journey and, you know, I'm over 200 pounds. I'm okay with that. I love myself. I find I'm, you know, I'm beautiful. Do I like my weight? No, but it stemmed from my family saying, Melissa, you really need to lose weight. You don't look at those clothes. You don't, you know, that doesn't fit you wear it this way. And every time it made me feel really uncomfortable and so me being overweight and having the roles and having all of those things makes me feel uncomfortable when I go out in public. Now I'm, you know, for the last five years, I've been able to wear dresses. I wore a dress to my son's graduation the other day. I'm, you know, I wear dresses and, and heels when I feel called to. Otherwise I'm in flip-flops, you know, uh, <laughs> capris and, and, you know, uh, tank tops. So, right. Cause I'm always, I'm always got my tank tops on, but you have to, there, there's always some limiting belief in there that stops you from loving and embracing who you are. So true. Absolutely. I find that women, uh, size is an issue for many women. And it is so sad to me and truly this, the idea of taking photos stemmed from a family member who was very large and the rest of us were not and she was the most outgoing energetic one of our group in the family and we would get together and she would be so gung-ho and happy and if, as a day or two went by you could see her starting to get quiet and sad and by the end of say a week together she was angry and not fun to be around anymore and I finally figured out that she was comparing herself to the rest of us and which we all do. We unconsciously do or consciously do. And in her mind, she wasn't good enough. And she resented us for being in her mind better than her. And uh, it was just so sad to me. So I tried to help her. And of course, being uneducated in how to help someone feel empowered and good about themselves, I quite often said the wrong things initially and, you know, just telling someone they're fine or you, you know, you work on it. You, you need to love yourself more. Those don't, those comments don't help. People need to know how to learn to love themselves more, how to feel empowered. Just telling someone to feel that is not, doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> so since then that family member, I've learned in how to speak to her 
and she's done amazing things and changed her life. Um, weight wise is one of the ways, but just recognizing that her personality is so amazing and outgoing and everyone loves to be around her. So now she's combined that and, you know, it's, it's made a big difference in how she perceives herself and how she treats the rest of the world. Yep, absolutely. And that's what it is. That's honestly, that's why I created the empowered warrior women's challenge or it's ends up being a program, but it's a challenge because we do do that, right? We, we give our power away to everybody else. There are so many things that, that we're giving our power to and it's taking away from us. And so taking that back, right, is finding your empowerment, your confidence, Mm -hmm. your excuse me, unconditional self-love. And again, I'm going to repeat that unconditional self-love doesn't mean that you like everything about yourself. That's farthest from the truth. I don't like my stomach. I don't like the fact that I have yellow teeth because I smoke and drink Pepsi, right? I don't have to like those things. Am I ready to change them? No, because I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with who I am. But when you have conditional self-love there's things about your life that you need to change whether Mm -hmm. that is your thought processes your you know those are techniques right if you're really unhappy with something about your life that's those springboards that say hey you know maybe there's something you want to change maybe there's an outlook you want to change or or a thought process or what have you that's those little nudges that say hey you got some work to do let's get started right And that's what that is. When you're feeling broken, when you're feeling alone, when you are comparing yourself to everybody else, when you're sitting there questioning every choice that you make or every, you know, goal that you want to do. I have a loved one who is fantastically smart, amazingly smart, um, good looking, and just capable of so many things, but they doubt themselves all the time they won't make any effort to you know do the things that they want to do they don't even think it's possible right Mm -hmm. and age is a factor weight is a factor their mindset of course is a factor the the you know not believing that they're that they're capable of making changes because they're older it's it's ridiculous but again finding that you know embracing yourself we talked about uniqueness if everybody looked the same, everybody talked the same, everybody acted the same, we would all be boring and the world would collapse. It would absolutely, absolutely collapse. Yeah, yeah. I saw a post the other day that uh, someone posted and it said, if we all ate the exact same food, exercised the exact same amount, we would still look completely different body size and shape from each other because we are unique. So comparing ourselves to people just isn't the way to go. Uh, In my Facebook group, we have a private group of over 600 women. We do uh, kind of motivational posts where instead of just saying, empower yourself, we say how to do that. Um, We talk about self-care. We don't just say, Today should be a self-care day. We say, how would we do that today? And everyone is sharing in the group, not everyone, but these are, you know, 600 women. I'm not taking all of their photos. They're there just for the uh, camaraderie in the group. I have never been in a group where there's not a negative word said and everyone just supports each other and 
you know, I do share some of the photos, which, you know, is just a sneak peek kind of thing. And they build those women up just so amazingly. I, I just feel so wonderful that these, because everyone invites their own friends, but they're inviting like-minded friends. And when you can find a group of women, we call it a tribe, but when you can find women who feel the same way or, and are as supportive as you are, and, um, you know, they're in it to make others feel better, what a wonderful feeling. It's not, there's no negativity, but you have to find at least one person because I think on your own, you're saying when you feel lonely, when you feel down, you know, um, it's really hard to climb out of that yourself. If you're alone, you know, change your mindset. That's, we can say that, but it's very hard to do it on your own. You may need your course, <laughs> you know, you may need, um, others cheering you on and, and it's too bad, but it is the first step. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons I created the Women Sporting Women Can Network. I created that network specifically because I wanted there to be the ability for women to connect to each other, to feel supported and understood and judgment-free space where we can build each other up, support each other, right? Um, the network itself has providers who come in like yourself, right? And teach and and help raise right we're we're such a community or such a society i don't want to say community because it's not but we're such a society now where everybody is after everybody else right there is no it's like you can't have building each other up we're comparing ourselves to each other we're you know not standing up for our uniqueness of our our specialties you know, letting our voices be heard. Look at all the things that are going on in the world and, and how much damage. The world is collapsing in on itself because nobody's supporting each other. They're not building each other up. And one of the best things about you and I is that, and I can tell because of your own practice, is it's not about my way. It's mm -hmm. about embracing your way embracing how does it work for you I can teach you the steps but how are you going to put them into place because the way mm -hmm. I do it you're not going to do it the same way the way right. that I create you're not going to create so it's finding your uniqueness your unique gifts and what yourself is saying hey this is what I want to do this is how I want to feel this is who I want to be this is what I want to accomplish that's your identity. Your identity isn't being a wife or a mother or a grandmother or, and specifically women, but it goes for men too. Your identity isn't based on any of that. Your identity is based on your passion, your thoughts, you know, uh, what your goals are and your ambitions, how you express yourself. People come to me and they, they're like, Melissa, I don't want to change my life. And now the Phoenix identity I created that because I take people on a Phoenix, uh, the journey of the Phoenix, right? Where if you don't like it, we're going to burn it to the ground. We're going to reclaim our identity and then we're going to build it back up. That doesn't mean you're changing who you are. It's not changing your life. It's not changing everything about yourself. It's changing how you express yourself. Right. Because right? Right. if you're not embracing yourself and you're not embracing who you are at your core, you're not expressing that. You're expressing mm -hmm. the doubt, the negativity, the self-sabotage, the hatred, the, you know, I don't like to be on video or camera. If I let that belief stop me, I wouldn't have the show. We wouldn't be on episode 80, 
87 or 88 now, like we wouldn't be there. Exactly. Yeah. And if you were the negative doubting person that you could be, how can you help anyone else? You know, your children, your family members, you know, you have to feel good about yourself before you can pass that on. And I know they say you have to love yourself first before you can love others. It sounds a little bit corny, but it honestly is the truth. If you don't accept yourself, not necessarily love yourself, pat yourself on the back kind of love, but if you can't accept yourself, how can you be in anyone else's life? Because you're not accepting. I find with children as well, and because my group is only women, we, you know, a lot of us have children. We talk a lot about how we can help our children from a very young age accept themselves and how they can deal with not, you know, people who don't accept them and how you can learn to ignore or learn to change others' minds about what you're all about. And, you know, our children are a legacy. And if they grow up feeling negative about themselves, uh, you know, how are things going to get better? And as, as I said, my group is 600 women of positive, positive women. It's just so gratifying to me to see that they are so supportive of each other whether they know them or not like literally we'll have comments like I don't know who you are but you are my hero by whatever you just stated in your post you know so it's it's such a it honestly has changed me I was probably not probably I was cynical and I would look at other people and say oh look at what she's wearing or you know wow she has nerve to go out like that I'm talking quite a few years ago and now it, I based on doing what I do now and the support of the women in the group and I created the group, but they support me in my mental thinking and my mental health as well. And I now look at women and say, do what you want to do, girl, where would you want, you know, go out on the beach in that bathing suit. Who cares how much skin is coming out of your bathing suit? You go out and have fun. Who cares what other people think of your looks, your whatever. Yeah. Your personality. I think that's yeah. what we, I think that's what we, um, what we have misconception of or, or misconstrued or, you know, just even misinformed about is that we have to look at other people and put our, put our own expectations and our own judgments and our own self-worth mm -hmm. onto other people. When in reality, it's not, we talked about being unique. We talked about you know, embracing your own uniqueness and your own self-expression. Well, look at the person you role model. Who, who is your role model? Who do you look up to? Who do you want to be like? You wouldn't mm -hmm. like that person if that person wasn't unique and doing something different than you are. You wouldn't yep. be looking up to that person. So why That's not have, you know, I want to be just as strong as them. Well, you absolutely can in your own way. Yep. Right. And like I said, with your photography, right, you're building that confidence in a totally different way than I am, right? Mine's the back end, mine's the mindset, right? How are we tweaking this? What are we doing? Where you, it's the visual. And that's huge. Again, one of my main challenges is take a selfie, look in the mirror, ask yourself what you think about yourself. How are you speaking to yourself? And, and work through that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So just so everybody knows, um, we are live and it is, you know, June 30th. Today was the last day of school for my children for the next two months. So if you hear them in the background, I apologize for the next two months, my children are at home. So <laughs> just, just fair warning over the summer holidays because she's giggling at her computer. <laughs> It's joyful. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, go back to one thing you just said, Melissa. Think about our mentors. If if they didn't embody what we wanted to see, positiveness or whatever it is you're looking for in a mentor, they wouldn't be our mentor. So I like to think that I would like to be someone that people look up to. And I want to be remembered for being a kind and decent person. So it has truly made me instead of just on the surface being kind and and loving to people it's really changed me and again it is this mindset shift i i'm kind of amazed that it's happened to me because i literally wasn't that positive for many many years and uh doing this photography now instead of going in and saying wow how am i going to make her look good it's i am going to make her look good she is going to love what she sees when i deliver her gallery and how can I make her feel good before she gets her gallery so I I have a whole lot of uh conversations before sessions during sessions I jump up on the bed when I'm doing photos and you know get into position to show women how to do it we talk about their wardrobe before I try to make the entire day an event almost like a pampering event you know what is their favorite music what beverage would they like so that it they feel as comfortable as possible so they can be themselves. And then in the very end, you know, they'll receive photos that they feel that they look good in. And I have not had one person in over two years of doing this genre of photography say, oh, no, I still don't like myself. Everyone has had a mind shift, which is really gratifying to me and why I'm doing it. I love that. And it's so it, it is so important. But again, like I said, it's it's the way you're doing it when for everybody watching it's when you actually start to embody your virtues your goals and and you said you were even surprised right that that you're you've changed when you step into your purpose and you step into your the role that you're meant to take on when you embody yourself and what you're meant to do here it not only changes the people you want to help, right? Because we're all about helping others. We're all about, you know, lifting others up and, but it also helps us as well. It changes not who we are, but how we even look at ourselves. You know, I don't take compliments very well. And not that I get mad or upset. It's just like, oh yeah, I just, I never know what to say. It's awkward. Right? It's awkward. Yeah. But I've had people message me and go, Melissa, you changed my life. And it's like, oh, like, wow, right? like it just the, I, I remember one, I got a testimonial from somebody I didn't, she wasn't even a client of mine. She's a follower of mine. She's watched my videos. She's followed me for the last five, six years. And she messaged me with a testimonial and I'm like, wow. And she goes, like, you don't even know how much you changed my life. And I so said, fun. like, thank you like right from the bottom of my heart thank you but it and again it doesn't just change the people you're helping yeah it changes you like 
my husband, my husband comes home cranky and not all the time, but he comes home cranky. I don't think he's doing what he's meant to do. He is one of the smartest, most intelligent people that I know. And he has a gift of giving like his, his, his uh, love language is gifts of service, right? If he could, he would go around helping everybody. Just, nice. just helping them. Yeah. That's, that's all he wants to do. Can you close your door, please? Sorry, tried to close my like, screaming at her computer. Real life, uh, yeah, real life, right? And it's totally fine. If you don't like yeah. it, don't watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like there is that self doubt, right? There's that oh, you know, like how do I make that work? How do I do that? But every time, like the other day, he redid uh, a sink for his mom, and he redid her sink. And he was like, he was giddy after. He had a great day. He went and got the sink. He did the sink, had a great day, came home. He was all giddy and loving and affectionate. And it was like, there you are. Yeah. Nice to see you again. Right. It doesn't just make him happy, but it makes everybody else happy. Right. It's like, I was invigorated that day because he was, he was happy. And it was like, you know, so like I said, when we put ourselves into that role we're meant to be in, it changes our life. Yeah. Absolutely and utterly changes our life. There's no question about it. That purpose is undeniable. I completely agree with that. And I think of um, giving someone a compliment, uh, a stranger, you know, if, if I've had someone come up and say, I love your hair. Um, And I just, had such a feeling of gratitude towards that stranger for taking time out of their day to try and make me feel good um, that I've started doing that. So just random strangers, I'll tell them like, hey, that color looks great on you or something like that. And I get such a good feeling, but you can tell they're in shock that a stranger has said something like that. And they go, really? You know, I just the feeling that they get gives me a good feeling. So I try to play, uh, play it forward every time something like that happens. And, you know, it's, it's similar to buying a coffee and in line and paying for the person behind you. Just tiny, tiny little things like that can make such a difference in my life. So what has it just done to that person's life? You know, I, uh, I, we, we talk about that in the group all the time. How can we make others feel good? Not just ourselves, but others, because it makes you feel good in return. Yep. When you're feeling, that's the thing. So there, there is a healthy balance there, right? Where a lot of us are people pleasers. A lot of us are trying to fill everybody else's cup and and do what needs to be done and be the person everybody else needs. But then we forget about ourselves, right? So I do caution everybody while filling everybody else's cup up by doing things for other people, you still need to be doing for yourself, whether that is a couple minutes every day to yourself, whether that's, you know, scheduling time for date nights, whether that's, you know, having time to yourself, hot bath, going for a walk, yoga, whatever that looks like for you, making sure that you're putting yourself first. And a lot of people will say, well, how's that going to help me when you reconnect to yourself? And that's what we forget. I've got a life crisis uh, coaching package. 
And when you think of life crisis, you think of trauma, you think of, you know, midlife crisis, that's actually not. It's when you become a mother, Mm. right? When you have kids, your life changes. When you get married, your life changes. When you get divorced, when your relationship ends, when your kids leave the house, when you retire, when you change careers, when you're not happy, those are all life crises because you don't know who you are anymore in that moment. Right. Right. You've disconnected from yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what creates the majority of unhappiness. That's that life crisis is I've disconnected from who I am and what I want. I don't know how to get myself up, excuse me, out of this situation. I'm emotionally unstable or emotionally overwhelmed that I can't Mm -hmm. see here or, or identify what needs to happen next. Right. That's the life crisis. And I'm, and I'm not sharing that to promote it. I'm sharing that to say there are so many times that we experience that. And that is literally a disconnect from yourself. That's mm-hmm. what that is. It's you've disconnected. You've spent years, months. Um, you think of relationships, right? If you have, mm-hmm. you know, you get married, you have kids. Let's say the kids are now 18, 20. They're out. You haven't spent any time on yourself, so you don't know who you are. You haven't spent any time on your relationship, so now you're a partner with, you know, your partner is now your roommate. Exactly. (laughs) And so you don't know who they are. Never mind yourself. You don't know who they are. You're not needed as mom anymore. And then you're almost retirement age, and you've put all of your time and effort into your business on top of your kids. It's like, we have to put ourselves first and that's, you know, embracing yourself. I think the first thing or the most important thing for me is knowing who you are, how you talk to yourself and really making time to just be you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I completely 100% agree with that. And as I was a young mom, uh, I have four kids and I am almost retirement age. I'm 62. So, uh, you're I was working too? Yes. <laughs> you do not look 62. <laughs> oh, see, you just gave me a compliment and I'll accept it. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I know what you're saying because um, the focus is on raising the children, then my full-time work, then my business, and my husband's been working full-time as well. So we're just now retired he's retired and I'm still doing this as a kind of full-time but kind of part-time but I've left my government job let's put it that way and for us to connect is like okay now we're both not going to a job anymore now we're in each other's spaces all the time like I have to look after myself first you're absolutely right because if I stayed in that role of the cooking, the cleaning, the what do you want to do today? Where do you want to go? Instead of what I want to do, I have no um, positive, I shouldn't say none, but with kids you get, oh, look at that smile on my child or look at how well they did in school because I helped them with that homework or you know, you get all that positive reinforcement for what you do. But when you get to the point where my husband and I are, it's like, it's just a different dynamic. So we're, we're it, yes, and we're successfully managing it, thank goodness. But uh, like I was telling you before we started, we were out at the lake and we're, you know, we have projects we're doing together. So we've, we've come to work on that together. But initially, 
when we were both all of a sudden stopped working and moved to a different province as well, I was like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> we don't have any any structure. So we figured that out. It's thankfully it's working, but I, I can see how that can be a huge life experience that isn't positive for some people. Yeah. It's at that point, you have to relearn. You have to relearn who your partner is, who you are, what you both like, make sure that you're both focusing on yourself, hobbies, right? Um, Time apart, right? When you've worked nonstop. And then when you come home from work, it's kids. When you go to bed, it's kids work. You know, you get maybe an hour a week together, like alone. Um, or you're too tired. And then it's, again, like I said, at the end of it, you're like, well, who am I? Never mind. Who are you? How are we going to do this? And that's why the divorce rate for people are so high when you get to that point, right? Where it's, you know, retirement or the kids leave. It's like, you have no idea who your partner is. Um, And to get back on topic, that happens all the time. I actually, Um, As an identity coach, I work with individuals, couples, and groups or families because I get that dynamic, right? I know how that works, how to go through both of you and go, who are you? Who are you? How does that work? Let's figure that out, right? Um, The relationship with yourself needs to be number one priority. And I know a lot of mothers, and I'm, I'm uh, I'm sure you'll agree, a lot of mothers will be like, I'm only alive because of my children. And that's, that's depression. Um, I, you know, my focus is my kids. That's great. I have four myself and I do focus on my children, but they know to not interrupt me when I'm doing the show. They know that, you know, when I'm angry, they need to give me a timeout. They know that, you know, if I go out and I say, I'm not taking you, it's because I need me time. Um, if I want to watch a show, they'll be like, Hey, mom's watching a show or mom's having a nap or mom's doing this. They know to respect that because I've taught them that they have to respect that. I, you know, for me, I come first. That's great. Yeah. And that will in turn allow them as they grow up to realize they need to come first because they've seen you taking that role, which is so important. And if they didn't, if they, if you were a mom that dropped everything to do everything for them, they wouldn't know how to be adults, happy adults themselves, because they would never have been exposed to that. So, and I feel like a lot of moms are that way. They feel like their children are their lives and they're not doing their kids a service. I think uh, if they do everything for them and don't look after themselves. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you, you know, you can think you're doing everything for your kids and you still can. You absolutely still can you know, within reason, there's always a healthy balance to everything. So for anybody who does do everything for their kids, absolutely don't feel bad. Give yourself some grace, right? You you're doing the best you know how to do, but again, and I'm going to promo this because I sponsored today, (laughs) join the empowered warrior women's program or not the program because I haven't launched that yet. That's coming soon, but (laughs) join me for the five day challenge because that's really you have to stop giving away your power. And every time you give away your power, every time you focus on somebody else, when you need to be focusing on you, you're losing a part, you're disconnecting from a part of yourself every time. And the longer it takes to get back to that, the harder it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I 
feel, and this, this is changing the subject slightly, but I feel that women who don't appreciate themselves because their body isn't like a Sports Illustrated model or like a Barbie doll. And I, I should qualify that by saying Sports Illustrated and Barbie are both um, uh, embracing different sizes now. I find that they, they call them plus size, but you know what, they're, they're on the way. They're, they're looking at women other than just size fours and saying that they are okay, you know, which is great. Um, but I find if you're comparing yourself to those women, it's so hard to love yourself. Um, and this is what I think, what I do is helping other women see uh, a 4X lady, which for extra large, um, which I hate the sizes. Let's, let's go with that in a second. But if, if a woman is that size and can look at another woman of that woman of that size and see how great she looks, she can, even if she never comes and has me take photos, but look in the mirror and say, I'm the same size. I look darn good too. You know, you don't, you don't look at yourself in that way, I think. But um, another post I saw recently was a man supporting his wife and he had on her t-shirt and it was extra large. He then put on a t-shirt that was identical size, fit him exactly the same way. And it was a men's medium. So why are women called extra large, which to me sounds unpleasant, right? Why is a woman considered an extra large where in a man that exact same size is a medium? He, he was saying, what's going on? This industry, the clothing industry is fat shaming women. So I, I thought it was a very interesting post and I thought it was great that a man did it as well. But um, yeah, if you don't feel comfortable and you're you know, hiding from the world because you feel like you're not an acceptable size, that's a real sad situation to be in and you can't feel empowered or good about yourself. So, I mean, it's just a number but it's a number that sticks in your head. When somebody says, oh, I'm a 4XL, it should be acceptable. It shouldn't be a sad thing. Yep. And honestly, who cares? Exactly. Right? But why, people do. Why do we feel the need to express that, right? Like I, what was, who was it? Somebody came up to me the other day and is like, um, oh, by the way, I'm gay. I'm like, yeah, okay, and? who cares? Yeah. That's not my business. Like you don't need to tell me that you can, yep. and I'm, I'm accepting of it. And I, and I have no problem with you sharing that with me, but it's like, why do we walk up to people or start relationships with people and feel the need to tell them all the negative things or the things we think they might, might find negative in that yeah. respect. Like, you know, when I got up to get the painting, I'm like, ignore my butt, right? Like, <laughs> it was, I was joking, but at the same time, you never see me stand up on the show because I am a 2X, right? And I don't like my stomach, but that doesn't mean that I won't. That doesn't mean that I need to hide it or I feel ashamed, but I'm not going to walk up to somebody and go, hey, you know, my name's Melissa. I'm a 2X and, you know, I'm 220 pounds and, yeah, you know, I got stretch marks like a tiger. Like, who cares, right? But why am I telling these people? It's like me walking up. I'm married. If I walk up to people and say, oh, hey, I'm Melissa, I'm bisexual, but I'm in a heterosexual relationship. They'll be like, okay, <laughs> you're, 
Yeah, it's not need. To, it's not need to know information. Yeah, right. And and not that, but those little pieces of ourselves. Yeah, okay, that's part of that's part of our process. That's part of. I'm not going to say it's part of our identity. Part part of it is right. Our size is not our identity. No. Our sexual orientation isn't our identity. Our gender isn't our identity, right? Because how many other people can say, oh, you know, I have this, this, and this. If I say, oh, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I have four children, and I'm a crazy cat lady. How many other women worldwide can say all of those exact same things? It doesn't make me unique to anybody else, right? Now, if I come up and I say, you know, hi, my name is Melissa. I'm fiercely passionate. I, you know, I will protect my family tooth and nail. I'm volatile and I will fuck your shit up quicker than you can blink. Um, and pardon my language, but at the same time, like I embrace every aspect of me, what, you know, what I like, what I dislike, what, what pisses me off, what makes me happy. That's what makes me who I am. It's not what you see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, when I do a session, I ask a woman, you know, or I tell them, we're going to make you look beautiful no matter what, but what are your favorite features? Because we'll, I'll make sure that I showcase those. And almost every woman will turn my question around, not intentionally, but will tell me what they dislike about themselves before they ever tell me what they like about themselves I'll I'll get the question back on track and ask them again and I mean I don't want to showcase things they don't like so of course that's great but that wasn't my question but they automatically go to the negatives many many of the women so I point that out to them so that they can have like a light bulb moments and say right I I'm being negative in this moment and I'm I should be positive because the question was what are your favorite things so let's be positive you know, my smile, my chest, my legs, whatever. And then I will be sure to um, showcase those parts for them. But it's it's very interesting how almost everyone will change that question and answer it differently than they should be. Yeah. And bad. Yeah. So for everybody watching, what are, what are your favorite qualities about yourself? What are your favorite qualities? What do, you, what do you love about yourself, your personality, the way you express yourself to the world? Ask yourself those questions. Now, the things that you don't like about yourself, those are valid too. Those are put into place. I am volatile and vindictive. And like I said, I will F your stuff up before you can blink. But I know that about myself. I love that about myself because if I ever need to protect myself or my family, I know I can call on them, right? So those things that you don't necessarily like about yourself, you can learn to love because those are there to protect you, to keep you safe. They, you know, if it's a belief, maybe that was put into place by a traumatic event and you needed to put that in place, right? I don't trust people. You say, I don't trust people. There's a reason you don't trust them. Maybe now's the time to start trusting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's finding that balance. We aren't just all positivity and light. We are negativity and darkness as well. You cannot have a sunrise without a sunset. True. Right? You can't have dark without light. You can't have happy without sad. It's love and hate, all of that, right? There, There is that counterbalance and it is okay to be in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and there's days where I'm okay, days that I'm not okay. And it's, I know how to work through that, right? If I'm having a not okay day, I'm in bed binge watching a show. You know Sounds what I mean? like a way to do that. Yeah, <laughs> deal with it. You gotta, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. And, and it's yeah. putting yourself first and just embracing your needs, your abilities, what works for you, what doesn't work for you and all of that jazz. I completely agree. And I, I think one of the biggest um, disservices we do for ourselves is to compare us to other people because you cannot be like everyone else, whether it's your size, your shape, your ability, color, gender, everything. You can't be the same as everyone else. And to be unique is something to be embraced, even if it might not be like your, your passion. Um, you know, it, it's great, but sometimes it can be negative if it's over the top, you know, for some people, but it's still something that makes you unique. And I think more women need to try not to be cookie cutter women, but to be themselves and kind of promote that about themselves. I am different because, and I love it, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And again, look back at your role models, right? How are <laughs> they different? Mm -hmm. are I love that. I'm, I'm going to use that in the future because you don't see yourself the, the same as when you look at a, a role model. To me, a role model is usually on a pedestal and I think they're fantastic because of what they do or the way they are or the way they act. And that's a great way to put it to someone. Try to be, try to come across as your role model does to others. Yeah, there's the, I'm horrible with remembering quotes, well, but. You look at role models they don't mm -hmm. put themselves on a pedestal no they don't that's right yeah right? Absolutely. put them on that pedestal yeah so they're just you know and a lot of those people that you find role models they're struggling mentally as well yeah right absolutely nobody is exempt from that there are three guarantees in life taxes death and negativity it's just the way it's going to go it's how you look <laughs> at it it's how you use it right <laughs> Whether you take that negativity as a springboard to say, you know what, I'm better than this. I'm going to be better and I'm going to do better, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's all about holding yourself accountable, embracing yourself, your identity, your, you know, your thoughts and emotions and, and being able to work through that. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Um. No, I think, I think we've covered a whole lot here. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Kim, for joining me today. I really appreciated your time and I value this discussion. It's absolutely needed multiple times, <laughs> multiple times over. Right, right. Well, thank you, Melissa, for having me. I really appreciate um, being able to just share the way I feel about women's empowerment and, uh, my angle, which is visual and body positivity. I, I really appreciate that. And I, I love everything you embody with your podcast. I, I'm asking my women in my group to check you out because I think this entire month has been um, really amazing. I've been watching pretty much every episode. So it's great. Thank you for having me.
Absolutely. You're very welcome. All right, Just a Family, this is your episode of Just a Live TV or giving you something to talk about live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Uh, please like, follow, share the show and join our newsletter if you'd like to see a topic featured or if you'd like to be a guest speaker or a guest blogger, please join us at justalivetv.com. Again, I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I will see all of you on the next episode. And don't forget to join the Empowered Warrior Women's Challenge. Link in the comments. Bye. Bye.